the Broken Reality Podcast, home of the supernatural, the disturbing, the uncomfortable, and the controversial. When the world has shattered into chaos and lost all hope and reason, only two men can peer through the fog and make sense of the nightmare. Here are your shepherds of truth and prophets of lies, John Michael Lennon and Leo Perez. And welcome to the Broken Reality Podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> keep it on. We'll keep this because I was eating Cheetos before. <laughs> uh, with you always is Mr. Leo Perez. That's me. And my cohort here, Mr. John Michael Lennon. Oh, hey, hey, everybody. Yeah. Right. This went to hell really quick, huh? Yeah, I'm glad that you didn't choke to death on the Cheetos on it the was- air. It was the flaming hot dust that got stuck to my throat. <laughs> and then it created like a tickle, you know? Yeah. It gets you every time, man. Yeah. Oh, man. How's, how you doing, pal? How you doing? How's it going? How are things? Things are pretty great. You know, I can't complain. Uh, but loving this life here in COVID land. Uh, all hail the COVID. No, I, I don't know. That was that feels like a dated reference now, doesn't it, man? It does. Like, it does. Doesn't I mean, feel like it's all like it's almost over. Well, COVID's done at least to me because yeah. I'm I'm vaxxed already, and the five G is kicked in. Yeah, and I'm already on to the next best thing, man. Hmm. Um, you and I went went out for dinner on Tuesday. Yeah, and we went to this burger place called the Burger Local in Geneva, Illinois, and I've tasted the. I, I've tasted the forbidden fruit, my friend. For real. And that is their amazing burgers and their fucking decadent mac and cheese, which I can't get out of my fucking head. I've, I've honestly thought of the burger I had every night since I've had it and just yeah. wanted it more. Like more. you dream about it. Like it's like a waking nightmare to you. Like you're just like, oh, burger. Every time I put any piece of food in my mouth that's not that burger, like my body just shudders and rejects it and pukes it yeah. back up. <laughs> yeah. Same, same. I really want to go back there and just, just, just eat. Like, dude, if I live near there, forget it. I just, I, I would just be fatter than I am. I'd be, no. yeah, I'd be like eight hundred pound uh, person fat. You're just dragging yourself in there for breakfast. Even they're like, we don't serve breakfast, sir. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Give me the burgers. Yeah, yeah, you know. Well, other than that, my life is uh, pretty awful. How's yours? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no updates. I've been very busy doing fucking yard work this week, which is about the most boring thing I could talk about. Dude, I hired my yard work. Oh, aren't you just, you know, a good little slave driver? You know what I mean, bro? Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm, I'm a man. I want, I want to feel the sweat, you know, on my, on my biceps rippling down my chest you know yeah i guess i'd rather like not do anything and just hire like my fellow people to do my yard work for me oh you're so you're hiring your own kind Uh uh-huh how's that and i had to yell at him too how'd that make you feel uh pretty awesome because because they because they didn't cut my grass low enough and i was like look i'm I'm paying you people for this service (laughs) And 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 if you can't do it right then don't do it at all and he's like, I'm sorry, senor. 
And I was like, no, no, don't don't be sorry. Fix it. <laughs> As you fucking like burn a Mexican flag in front of them. Yeah. As I punch his like seven year old son. Cause, Cause they have to bring up their kids. I just punch yeah. your kid in the face, you know? Of course, of course, of course. Yeah. But no, but otherwise, uh, nothing much going on with me to update. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So I think this episode's pretty much over, right? Yeah. Nothing. No. No one we could possibly bring on that could make this episode any better than, no. than what we already accomplished in five minutes. Nah. Fuck it. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week. Let's see you. Unless. <laughs> unless you want to spend some time with our very special guest, the uh, opening monologuist narrator of the Broken Reality Podcast. The secret member of the podcast. As I like to call him, conspiracy theory ghoul, Matt Festa. Are you there, gentlemen? How are you? (laughs) Dude, it's almost like you came out of the shadows with your voice. You did. You, like, emerged from the darkness. I've been here all along. You really have. You know, the, our our listeners know you. You know, they hear from you every week, and it's really nice that you record a new intro for us every single week. You know, it's I be- do that opening live on every single. <laughs> yeah, you know what, man? I gotta tell you this. I've heard at least, I'm not kidding, five or six uh, people have actually reached out to me personally. To tell me how much they like the intro that you do. Yeah. 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 I've actually had like five or six people reach out to me. I'm it's- not useless. And then I show them your picture and they're like, oh no. <laughs> That's unfortunate. And I'm like, yeah, he is an unfortunate. Just instantly gouge their eyes out so they can only listen to me. Yeah. Three of them are actually uh, alive still. The other ones went mad and just killed themselves. Yeah, what like looking at a picture of Festo was like staring into the abyss, you know. It's like the picture of Dorian Gray. <laughs> yeah, it's like looking that's a better version than I usually manage. Yeah. It's like looking into the Ark of the Covenant, they're like and they just melt. Uh, no, no. But actually, yeah, Matt, it's weird. Like you you have a an untapped skill for voiceover, apparently. Yeah, dude. Like your right re- your regular speaking voice is like whatever, but like when you're trying like you got a good voice, man. Welcome Me- to whatever this bullshit has turned into. <laughs> Dude, so that means in the future when they save our brainwaves and like our voices, you could be like the George Clooney of robots, man. Because your voice will be like a, a sexiest voice. You know? Consciousness will just exist in that whatever 30-second intro on loop for eternity. No, yeah. dude, they'll they'll fucking no, they'll they'll pl- plug it into an algorithm and they'll get it to yes. speak, speak the entire. This is your future, okay? Like you'll be able to say any word that they program you to say, mm-hmm. uh, and the, your voice is so popular that like two hundred years from now, like all the male sex bots have your voice, you know? Yeah, dude. So you're just saying stuff like, "Take it, baby, take it," you know? Yeah, <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, you know, exactly. and so yeah, just flatly and without emotion. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without emotion, you're like slurp on this dick, you know, yeah. like just. <laughs> oh yeah, harder, harder. <laughs> Am I not 
Am I not your daddy? <laughs> Am I? <laughs> oh, boy. 34. <laughs> yeah, that's your future. But, um... Good future, man. So, I, I guess, like, we... In, in the spirit of all the weird, like, interviews we've been doing lately, um, John and I thought, well, why not? Let's bring Matt on here. He's always, uh telling us what we can be doing better or what we do wrong or why am I eating on the show? Why don't I know what the bodies of oceans are? Why don't I know what continents are? Why do I use the wrong word for everything? Why don't John and I know things? Why don't we study anything? Why don't we know how to read? You know, you, you know, everything, man. It's just, it's your, it's, it's, you're here to let it all out. <laughs> Your misery and inadequacy amuses me. Good. I'm going to take it as a compliment. Yeah. No, I, I actually, you know, Matt, uh, I wanted to have you on the show because you are a staple here. You are a fixture. Yeah. We have not had you yet here on season three, the unending season. Yeah. Uh, the, se- the season when we stopped doing seasons and just started doing it every week. And uh, so, you know. Let's check in. Let's check in with Matt, I thought. You know, I miss you, dude. Like, haven't seen you in, like, a fucking year and a half or whatever. I know, right? It's like there's some kind of global pandemic going on. Some, some, yeah, some uh, Jewish conspiracy pandemic. No. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Just joking. Uh, You know, I I don't. You know, if, if we just start somewhere and nobody has to talk about where they work at or anything, blah, blah, blah. But... Matt, how, in the grand scheme of things, how has the pandemic, uh, maybe how has it affected your life, but also like how different are things for you now? Being an immortal ghoul, being able to feast uh-huh. off the ambient suffering of millions has really been a boon to my existence. Lately. That's good, pal. That's nice, good. nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. So no change. Yeah. Oh, I would rather not get into a serious discussion <laughs> on that because it's just depressing. <laughs> so, okay, so like, well, what, what what I was hoping for is not so much talk about the depressing stuff, but at least like how you're seeing the world as a whole. You know, like like me personally, I've never seen like so much like um, insanity over people not believing that they're that this thing is real. Um, also. Like, you know, uh, I, I guess my life has been not that different because at least I get to go to work. But just like, I don't know, man, there's like it's almost like the crazy kind of dialed up a notch out there, isn't it? I think a lot of it has to do not so much with just, you know, the situation making people crazy, but like. Yeah. The combination of like, obviously, this is a really extreme situation we're all being put through. Right. The stress of that combined with how isolated everyone has been, like anytime there is that little like just emotional irritant or flaw or whatever, it like just uh-huh. it's exacerbated so much more by everything that's going on. Dude, I, I think you're right on the money on there because like th- that even explains like why this why the um the the election was dialed up to fucking a thousand with people online or or like a lot of the the things that are happening in society like 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 you know the riots and all that stuff like like it gets dialed up a lot because no one is actually able to do anything other than 
pay attention to Facebook or social media. Yeah. That's, that's mm-hmm. kind of like what you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that is uh, really what's been going on. Is that yeah? Everyone is so extra invested in everything because so much more of our lives have been led on mm-hmm. social media because of the situation, right. you know. And mm-hmm. like everyone knows, that's fucking bad news, you know. Before any of this even happened, uh, but everyone people are just relying on it more now. And one of the worst parts about like social media is that like, you know, everyone knows about this shit, but you know, the echo chamber effect and all this kind of stuff. And, and just like, everyone's got to have their fucking hot takes. Everyone's got to fucking have battles with each other. Right. Uh, you know, and something else, and I mean, I wonder if this, uh, if you feel this too, is that like, like, like there's like a level, this is like a byproduct of our era, you know, but like, with Trump, you know, and then this era that we're all like in, like no one trusts fucking anything anymore, you know, and and I know I was even experiencing it like and I think you I would like to hear your thoughts on this, sir, is like, you know, there's been a lot of um, like UFO shit going on in the last yeah. year. And I find myself somewhat disappointed with like these videos and stuff and the Pentagon saying this and the Pentagon saying that, because I feel like if it was any other period in my life, I would have been like so hard, like rock solid hard for these videos. And now where we are now, I'm just like, eh, that's a fucking drone. That's, that's a, fu- oh, that's a psyop. And they're just trying to scare our enemies or some bullshit. What really? You- have you been more like dismissive towards all that? No, I, I personally have. Uh, we're like, like that. Okay. Matt, you're there, right? You're not talking. Yeah, I'm listening. All right. So get to the end of the question. Okay. Well, that's the gist of it. Okay. So what do you think? Okay. Are you familiar with the, the supposed triangle UFOs video that they revealed like two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. All right. What are your thoughts? I mean, not even just specifically about that one, but about so much of what they've been you know, air quote, officially releasing in general lately. Yeah. The same, I mean, they've definitely been doing it in a much greater volume lately, but like any of the stuff that the government releases, it's never, like, it's all just part of some other, you know, either trying to gauge people's reactions, either like trying to shape public perception to distract from other things or whatnot. It's never like just actually you know, outright saying, you know, X, Y, Z about the phenomena and so on. It's always like part of something else. And like, I think the main thing about, cause like you're in no way alone in having that sort of blase reaction to all this, even among the, like, you know, obviously not a lot of people are even paying attention to right. it. And I'm an enthusiast. I'm an enthusiast, yeah. man. I love UFO shit. Yeah. Like my main takeaway from all of it is it shows just, because, like, for so long, the argument had been that, like, the government is never going to do an outright disclosure because it'll cause, like, such widespread, you know, societal panic and whatnot, which itself was a bullshit conclusion made from this one small committee back in, like, the 50s. Anyway, I won't get into the whole history of that. But, like, this really has shown, like, just from the sheer number of things they've released, even disregarding their own agenda with it. That, like, on the whole, most people just don't care. Like, they could just come out 
you know, tomorrow and say like, yeah, all of this is real, aliens real and all this. And people would be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, like Biden could like walk out uh, Glebnor from his prison. Glebnor is Glebnor uh, is from Pluto or some bullshit in a chain. And, what's that? I said free Glebnor. He's been yeah. locked up too long. Like, Bi- Biden could drag him out onto the White House lawn. And there'd be like like some fanfare about this is Griebnor, you know, blah blah blah. Like we're experimenting on him, and then they like, and people would be like, "Whoa, cool!" And then everyone would start just fighting about it, you know. Uh, it like would have like, uh, I mean, I okay, my example's stupid because obviously if that happened, it would be a bigger deal. But these fucking but blurry night cam fucking vision. Uh, shapes are not it's, it's not selling me on anything you know and like uh, I don't know I don't know I'll tell you guys this if there is anything happening right now or if we do have the info on the aliens being kept by the government if there was ever a time and I thought it was going to be Trump because of how stupid he is but apparently he knows how to keep a secret if it's going to be anyone that lets the cat out of the bag, it's going to be Sleepy Joe. Because <laughs> he's just going to forget about it. He's like, the other day I was having a great conversation with some folks over in Area 51. Glebe, no- oh shit. <laughs> I said too much. Uh, and then like, he's just going to fumble around and then everyone's going to be like, there's aliens. Because Joe Biden just told us there's aliens. Is that your official Biden voice? I mean, there's. I don't have really much to work with. Yeah, I know. I, we, we need to work on that. <laughs> no. It was good. It was good. But. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Trump, Trump, Trump was just so much easier to, to mock, you know, with his. He was, shit. you know. But. Uh, and, and I imagine, like, when he met them, he was just probably so, like, like they don't look like E.T. What's going on here? Like, he was just so confused. Over them not looking like anything pop culture-ish or because he couldn't fuck them, you know? <laughs> now, when can I put my penis inside of its mouth? And where is its mouth? <laughs> <laughs> is that what we do as humans? Just like we're like waiting for the aliens to get here to ask them questions, make sure they don't destroy us. And then three is try to figure out how to fuck them. Matt, your thoughts? I mean, that's the like instant alien interpretation of most of the Bible. It's not, you know, yeah. a metaphor <laughs> or anything else. It's all just, you know, people fucking aliens. You're right. How do you find yourself sexually attracted to aliens at all? Which aliens? Well, good question. Ooh, what about, okay. what about, oh, let's let's start with the tall whites. Well, the everybody. aliens. I mean, that's the natural choice because they are just like you know, cliche tall gorgeous humans there's like nothing specifically alien about them so so you'd get down with a pleiadian uh i mean i think the blue avians would be kind of interesting just fuck a giant bird person wait what's a what's a blue avian that's like the shit that i don't know if you guys or john you might know david wilcock Mm. he's been on ancient aliens a bunch he's one of the typical out there conspiracy alien guys and like his whole thing is talking about these blue avian races and like how they interact with the government and secret programs and all that can you give us a rundown 
of the fucking aliens that our government has met <laughs> or is aware of. No, well, I'm being I serious. Because I don't like, I'll, okay, so like, all I know are the Greys, the, the Venus people, and the Tall Whites. That's all I know. What are the Venus people? The the ones that live underneath the the, the core of and Venus. Yeah, Venus. is that like Valiant Thor was from Venus? Yeah, Valiant Thor, Valiant Thor. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, just tell us, tell us, talk, motherfucker, you're a fucking guest. <laughs> and if you could try not to get shot, by the way, because the background noise I'm hearing from Berwyn is kind of rough, man. I'm hearing sirens, I'm hearing drag yeah. race and shit. <laughs> but, but, but I am actually curious as to which beings our government is aware of. You mean like you just want to know about like the other like standard default models of aliens that get tossed around in any sort yeah. of conspiracy? Yes. Okay, yeah. well, I mean, they're the obvious ones we've already talked about. There's the Greys, the Pleiadians, right. which are the tall white ones. There's another huge thing are the Reptilians, which are like giant anthropomorphic but still lizard-like people. They get like in a lot of like the really just sort of outright evil conspiracy theories, they're the yeah. monstrous ones be, for obvious reasons because they look yeah. like little Godzillas. Um, there's well, there's the blue avians, which that's not no, some those of, are birds. Yeah, they're bird people. Okay. It looks like this is pretty old school. The blue avian. I'm looking it up. It looks like even like people are like maybe they were the ones that first got in touch with like the uh, the Egyptians because of Horus and like. Their depictions of their gods and looking like birds, right? I mean, yeah, like David Wilcock didn't invent the idea of it, but he's like the main person that just tries to keep this in like the conspiracy zeitgeist and constantly bringing it up and trying to make this whole narrative about it. Yeah. Who else is there? Uh, there are the turtle people. They're from Mars. I've never, I've never heard of the turtle people. I just wanted to like completely make one up to see if you guys would go along with it. Fuck, I was there, man. I was there. Fuck oh, you. you, son of a bitch. I was excited for a minute. Oh, yeah, I got really excited for a moment. And I was like, I never heard of them. Oh. There's, uh, trying to think. Because like I was even on, um, I don't know if you guys want me plugging other websites but i was just on one of my yeah, sure. paranormal news sites looking through things to like see recent stuff to talk about and there's honestly not a lot besides like the government alleged disclosure things look man i don't really give a shit about what's been happening lately you're on here because we want to pick your fucking weird ass brain man that's the only reason you're here john and i are fucking john and i imagine your table being strapped down we are probing you through the ass and through the mouth of, of the information that you have that can save tomorrow, but that you're too stupid to know how to use on your own uh, your own self, you know, your own way. You don't you don't know how to get the secrets out of you, man. But when you're here on the show, we we can squeeze at least a little bit of it out of you, man. And you're able and you're able to give us nuggets of wisdom, but we have to like pry it out of you, man. Tell me. <laughs> Tell me what kind of dicks these avian people have. Do they have dicks? The avian ones, yes, they have dicks, but it has a beak on the end of it. That's awesome. <laughs> what? It's just like pecking at vaginas. Oh, sweet. No, man, but like that's the thing. Like, 
because this year we heard a lot like yes we heard a lot of crazy shit but like we've got like guys like talking about intergalactic fucking consoles that are that our governments are aware of and i want to know who's a part of that shit you know we've got these fucking monoliths that came out of nowhere and I know that Matt has fucking read about them in his tomes of fucking weird fucking conspiracy theory nickel and dime books that he buys off the fucking dark <laughs> fucking corners of the web of the internet. You know, I know that Matt's fucking reads goes down deep down rabbit holes on fucking YouTube and Reddit and, and is friends with some fucking weird Finnish fucking uh, or, or you know just just dudes that are out there. You know, there's a bunch of there's a circle of you that just talk to each other through through this shit, and 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 you have the secrets, Matt. You just don't know how to like spit them out. That's why we gotta like we gotta shake you, shake them out of you. No conspiracy or secret knowledge that I could ever know would be anywhere near like half as interesting as Leo's description of life. <laughs> <laughs> but what what yeah like. What have you been into, man? In this year where everyone's more isolated, like what have you found yourself doing? You know, like what what ideas and what shit have you gotten into that maybe like you weren't before? So, or go ahead. Sorry, okay. So like this doesn't have anything specifically to do with, you know, just being in lockdown and all that, but like just yeah. time wise it is what I was reading a lot about when all of this started. So I've had time to focus on all of it and go through it. I've been looking a bunch into, and like, there's not even a specific term for it. It's just a pattern of ideas I've seen crop up in a bunch of different places. Like the repeated or the, like the history of repeated destructions in like all of these, like long-term ancient histories of earth. Yeah. What do you mean? So, okay, like, you, I mean, you guys have done a ton of Doom porn episodes, you know, about, like, all the stories of, like, just the flood and, like, so many antediluvian catastrophes that have, like, destroyed civilization, and then we started again from it. Sure, like, Leo's obsessed with Atlantis. I am. Like, if you really look in, like, into detail in so many of the stories, it's not a singular destructive event, like... This is something that's been occurring on a cycle throughout deep time. Like, if you look at, um, what would be a good example? Okay, like you mentioned Atlantis. So, like, the main paranormal guy people think of when you talk about Atlantis is Edgar Cayce, which I think you, John, you Leo referenced him before. before. He did, yeah. So, like, I've read a few books that are collections of his actual readings, and, like, the way his stuff gets described in so much media about him is like such a surface level reading of it. When you actually go through and look at what he's talking about, yeah. like, he's not talking about, you know, there was just this one Island of Atlantis that was destroyed. And now there's us mm-hmm. like, in the whole, like when you put all of this stuff together, chronologically, he's describing, like, I think it was 10 and a half million years of human history. Okay. Atlantis, all of that destruction is like just the most recent global catastrophe. And that's why we have these tiny shreds of knowledge of it. So you're saying that there would have been even other human civilizations before Atlantis that were destroyed too? Yeah. And like you can even find like 
in really well-known sources on these things. Like if you actually look at them, like you can see like the hints of how this has happened before. Like I'm sorry. I don't remember the episode order to prepare for this. I like binged, you know, the last episodes of the show. Oh no, you're fine, man. Yeah. Like you should be applauded for binging so much of the podcast, you Mm -hmm. know, it was a marathon. I'm sure that you felt it. Wait, real quick side note before you get into back this as you listen to hour after hour of leo and i talk how attracted to us did you feel like yeah i'm be very glad that i was just listening to this via computer and wasn't in the room with you because you would both have been ravaged like i was just genghis khan tearing his way into a village (laughs) nice nice so you were saying (laughs) where was it um Okay, yeah. So you had talked about um, the Nephilim and the flood and all that in the Bible, like that of the global catastrophe, like literally in the Genesis account of it, it will mention that the flood wasn't a singular event because Noah obviously was the one who built the ark and survived the flood. But Noah is the grandson of or grandson or great grandson, regardless, at some point, a few generations back. He's the descendant of Enoch. Enoch also survived a flood. Mm -hmm. Was Enoch the one who saw the wheel? Yes. No. No. It's a a different Enoch. Crazy visions and stuff. That was Ezekiel that saw the wheel. Oh, my bad. My bad. So, so, so you think that this is like a pretty obvious pattern that we're seeing like the destruction and rebirth of humanity over and over again. Yeah. So let me get into like more like, please. Deep no, things. please do. I'm, I'm very interested in this. Yeah. Okay. So like that, like that, when I realized that was like the first thing that like kicked my imagination off, I'm like, Oh, that's kind of interesting. And that's when I like started deliberately looking for it and started seeing this pattern of things like over and over again in a bunch of other paranormal sources. And there's like, one huge one and I'll save that for the end. Yeah. Like, okay, to go back to Edgar Casey with his like ten and a half million years of human history, like what gets referred to by us contemporarily as Atlantis, that was like the last surviving remnant of what he described as Poseidia, which was itself a continent that was destroyed in a similar process. And like that remaining island of Atlantis is or is what we term now Atlantis, and that was destroyed, which is like the story we know of now. Okay. There's also um, in, I don't know if you guys, I might have mentioned it one time when I was on before, the Seth material. Jane no, Roberts. Her. Yeah, she was a psychic who was in, oh, memory is failing me. I want to say around like the 70s maybe, but she started channeling this being that only referred to itself as Seth. And like as she was a very similar to an Edgar Casey type figure where she was getting all of this like hyper advanced information and everything. And like one of the things he would go into is like just the history of humanity. And like he described a lot of, you know, not specifically Atlantis, but you could tell that was this sort of like global civilization destruction, us rising from that. But like he also listed like, yeah, that happened. That was the fifth time it had happened. And he Man. started listening, like, and describing all these other civilizations that came before. And, like, it's kind of infuriating because, like, it would be weirdly specific at times and, like, just aggravatingly vague in others. 
So like some of the descriptions he would give, and again, I lose track of which one it was, but like one of the prior civilizations he described as like living primarily in like subterranean chambers and like just underground. Like in the hollow earth. Very similarly. Yes. Well, Interesting. so like to put it in a hollow earth context, it would be more of a real style hollow earth where it's like mainly caves and chambers and not like one just massive hollowed out central oh. hole. Uh, yeah. So less cool, but okay. Yeah. But anyway, like it would describe these chambers and like the descriptions that Seth would give of these like really lines up with a lot of archaeological sites that have been found like Darren Kuyu and like these other like just massive subterranean stone complexes that like no one can really explain why they exist or how they got there or even how old they are because it's literally just carved into stone. That's fucking interesting, man. And what did what did Seth did Seth claim to be anything? Was he saying he was a angel or an alien or just saying he was like a anything or yeah. it's just some kind of ghost? So um again, it's difficult to like try and parse out what was actually like what Seth was actually trying to say. Cause like Seth describes himself as simultaneously someone that Jane Roberts knew from a previous lifetime, but also as someone from Jane Roberts future. And like, just as this disincarnate entity. So like the main way that, and again, like I've only read, I think two of the Seth books, there's like a whole huge series of them. The way that I understand it, the manner in which Seth was existing relative to Jane Roberts would be how we are disincarnate from material life. Whether you want to call that just like being outside of time or whether you want to call that in some way relative to an afterlife or just in between material incarnations, Seth would be <laughs> in that other state as opposed to just the linear material time we're in right now. That's fucking cool, honestly. So let me ask you this, man, <laughs> old Matt. I don't mind if we dive into something like this, but do you think reading all that stuff about, like, you know, all these cycles and everything that we're going through, do you think there's a possibility that this is the beginning of the end for us, man? I mean... There's always, it is kind of like, and I know that this is something that happens like every fucking like you know hundred years. It's like oh, it's the end, it's the end. But like with everything that's happening with like you know, pandemic, environmental stuff, people fucking freaking out over politics. You know, like like do you think this could possibly be like the beginning signs of like we're fucked? I mean, there's always because like you know, every single person throughout any period of history has thought they lived in the end times. So, like, there is that, like, one sort of ego side to it. Yeah, but and we've done a what, whole episode on that, you know? Right. I think, but, and, sorry, go ahead. No, I said but, and okay. <laughs> Like, the way I see it, instead of, like, just being this constant, you know, doom and dread and living in paranoia of the end, I find a weird sort of solace in it, like, civilization like with these repeated destructions and everything it's also a story of repeated life like it's showing like 
civilization as a whole having the same sort of cycle of life and death that just go through individually. It's not like there's this one terminus point that we're all just barreling towards and there's nothing we can do about it. It's like, yeah, it's an inevitability, but it's an inevitability that like faces literally every living thing on earth and everything that ever has lived. Like it will come to an end and there will be more after it. Oh wow! I wasn't expecting that optimistic uh, answer. I know you weren't. Jesus I, Christ! I, I like it, man, because like I can Me hear, yeah. I can hear the fear in your voice, Leo. I can mm-hmm. hear the the shudder. Yeah. Of, like it's all over. It's all over. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but I look. I'm gonna tell you guys like. Well, for me personally, a lot of stuff has happened in the last years, right? Yeah. And and I had my I went through a divorce. My entire life fell apart, blah, blah, blah. Right as I was, like, getting back into gear to be alive again, the fucking global pandemic started. Uh, at the same time, I was in therapy, you know, on and on and on. And, like, I found myself, like, when Matt said it, he has this hopeful feeling that I feel like even if this is, like, the end, beginning of the end and we are entering and in the beginning phases of a of a chaotic, destructive cycle, like, fucking... Mm-hmm. It gives me kind of like a manic energy, you know, or I'm just like, like, I'm like, oh, I'm dying anyway. Like, I'm dying anyway. Like, like that, that, that I'm alive now. Well, shit's popping off. I mean, how exciting is that, man? You know, I never thought I'd see the crazy shit that I've seen in the last year or two. No, I'm not looking forward to being ravaged by a horde of fucking unthinking fucking right wing maniacs. But, you know. <laughs> you know, at least I'll go down fighting probably as they jam their penises inside me. And mm-hmm. like, you know, you know, it's just like it doesn't have to be all doom and gloom, you know, because I've I've personally found a lot of good stuff to happen in, in the last couple of years, man. You know, whether it's new relationships or my dog or like playing video games with my friends, you mm-hmm. know, you know, I mean, there's always a lot of good stuff happening, even, you know, like people like people were probably like falling in love and going on first dates right as that bomb hit Hiroshima, you know? <laughs> right. But, so, I, man, this episode's weird because Matt's actually informed about things. <laughs> no, it's good. Sorry. It's good because then, because, no, 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 don't be sorry. It's good because then we, we can just be like, huh, what? What do you mean? I, I, yeah. what do you think about, what do you think about this idea, these ideas of like, uh, like the afterlife or us being like more than uh meat sacks matt because you seem you're definitely much farther down the spiritual rabbit hole than we are i mean before we get into that i would definitely want to hear more about your vision of the apocalypse which apparently involves some kind of alt-right version of cross where people are just (laughs) running towards raping everyone to death yes just a point of reference if uh, he's talking about the comic book series called crossed written by garth ennis writer of the boys and preacher anyway uh no dude well okay okay if we're being real if we're being realistic like like i'm sorry y'all but like like at least from my perspective Mm -hmm. one of the like I was just thinking about this the other day, you know, about like I, I was thinking about the transition between Trump and Biden. Right now, again, these are figureheads in, in, in a massive organization that we call the United States government. Right. But what I was thinking about was how um, 
when tr- uh, when Trump was in charge, like the amount of like crazed energy in the country was palpable, mm-hmm. right? And that didn't actually like go away per se, but it definitely changed a little bit, right? Because, right. but you know, I was thinking about how like, yes, like him and his ilk, like they they uh, frenzied up the right, like something fierce, fiercer than it's ever been. And then at the same time, they drove uh, everyone else so crazy that we were mm-hmm. all like ready to fucking go to fucking war with each other. Yeah. Um, and that, that's like, was a, a wild energy. And I was thinking about how the, the end of last year up until the January 20, uh, January 6th, like how, how it was just the, this fucking energy. Like I could feel it, you know, I could feel the fucking tension uh, from normal people, you know, and, and, and everything with the pandemic and everything. And now a few months into the next administration, it's like, okay, surface level things have kind of calmed down, but I yeah. know that there is like the great beast slumbers beneath, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And in my, uh, my reading of history, uh, nothing's more dangerous. Uh, oh man, it's so cliche. But like like a large group of very stupid people, right? Right, right. But that that doesn't necessarily. Just, I'm not even just saying the right. We all know there's a lot of stupidity with the left as well, mm-hmm. and and, and it, it's all become so polarized that I can foresee that like, I can foresee things happening that could cause shit to pop off. Like there's way more, you know, like basically like armed militias and organized anti-government groups now right, than there were, right. than there were fucking 10 years ago. I don't know if it's to the level that shit was in the nineties, but I would assume that having so much, so many decades to percolate and so many events having happened that it's not unfeasible that we could mm-hmm. see a more well-organized, you know, uh, talking about comic books. Do you guys ever read DMZ by Brian Wood? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, like something like that, where there's basically like uh, a ragtag army forms that breaks away some of the states or some like I could see something like that happening. And I do believe that like the these the the right wing folk with all their Christian shit, they're they're so zealous that they are the types that would be like, we're going to start, you know, American Sharia law and anyone who doesn't obey our rules, like you're getting into stockades. You know what I mean? Jesus. Uh, I don't think it'll actually happen, but, no, but, but it's you... something that I can, I can like see it as a possibility more now than I ever did before, you know, where we could have like, you know, city state at war yeah. with each other over ideology, you know? I mean, Matt, don't, don't you think though, dude, like if we fucking flipped out as a society and like, and everything just broke down. Don't you think it'd be a bunch of just fucking looting and raping and murder? Uh, I mean, from certain groups, yeah. Like, not to get things too political, but, like, there is a big distinction with, like, you know, far left-wing extremists want everyone to have housing and health care. Far right-wing extremists want fucking genocide. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, right now, everything collapses. And there's a siren going off and you look out your window, you look at your neighbor and you're like, well, there's nothing stopping me. You wouldn't go over there and just fucking <laughs> and just fucking set her house on fire and just like, you know, take her right there on the lawn. I mean, like, 
the if you want like a serious answer to this, uh-huh. the problem with any sort of situation like that is the like the percentage of people that would react in that kind of self-centered, violent manner uh-huh. is incredibly tiny. But like mm-hmm. that small scale of it doesn't make it any less of a threat. Like if you have a hundred people in a room and only one of them wants to stab people to death, that's yeah. still a big fucking problem. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to tell you the truth. As soon as I find out this motherfucker is done, I'm just going to go out there and I'm just going to like fucking warlord it up, man. I'm going to get it. <laughs> I'm going to get a child army. Nice. And we're and we're just gonna fucking run roughshod throughout this fucking world, <laughs> you know, with with your your skulls on the fucking front of my fucking motorcycle. Oh, mine too, and Festus. I mean, are you guys with me or against me? Um, what about Zingali, man? I mean, you, you, oh, Zingali's with me. Are you kidding me? He's got okay. a family. We're he's, he's fine. It's, okay, he's protect his family. The only way to protect his family is to join the horde. Okay. True, 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 true. I mean, Leo did specifically say a child army, so Zingali's got to keep his kids safe and recruit them. Oh, man. They'll be generals. They'll be generals. (laughs) They'll be fine. You know, because we're like, you know, the head guys, right? So -hmm. his sons will be generals, and they'll have like nine wives each. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Uh, So much darkness. It's just fun, man. It's just fun to think about the awful things that we'll do. I don't want to think about like, oh, we'll all go into communities and learn how to fucking grow fucking soy and live <laughs> off of the fucking rice paddy fields that we... No, fuck that shit. I want to ride around like fucking eat red meat off some fucking... off some chick's titties and like... <laughs> You know, no, and dude, like, and then and okay, yeah. in this Mad Max future, which I'm uh-huh. dead because I'm just a hood ornament on your motorcycle, apparently. Oh, no, no. Uh, but no, but so like Festa, right? Festa's yeah. role is basically as an oracle, and he lives a hermit's life. Like he, dude, he lives like a hermit's life in a cave. Yeah. But like, and you, but people don't go after him because uh-huh. you guys bring him offerings of of meat and stuff, so that he'll. Yeah. He, He'll read the bones, you know? And, and, and when you first go to the cave, he's like, you must make a deposit. You got to come in a bowl. And he, doesn't do, and he doesn't do anything with it. Yeah. He's just like fucking with you. He's like, well, like, what was the point of me coming in the bowl? I don't know. Like, he, like he's kind of lost it too. I mean, way back on the first episode you guys had me on, I did detail my unfortunately untrue vision of my own death, which involved me, you know, being alone, meditating in a cave. So one way or another, lunatic in a cave is definitely my future. That's right, dude. I remember I marked that shit in my calendar and I fucking texted you on that day and you were still alive. And uh, disappoint. No shit. Um, But I think I think that that just implies that we must have, uh, I mean, maybe that's when uh, the universe split off into a parallel path. You know what I'm saying? Like hey, I'm. Sh- oh, sorry. Go, go, go. Oh, I was just saying, I'm sure in universe A, you did die in that cave, but we're all in universe B where like CERN got turned on and fucking yeah. filtered the fucking multiverse. True, true. Hey, if I could change subjects really quick here. No. Um, now that we were talking a little bit about, you know, Matt being an oracle or anything. Matt, have you done any more uh, research or 
I guess looked into any any like witchcraft, you know, or spiritual arts. Like you were doing yeah. scrying the last time we talked. Right. I think. Have you been delving deeper into the occult? Oh. Short answer, yes. Long answer, not really. (laughs) Give us some nuggets, man. You're here. You're here for a reason. Because I have an actual, I have an actual thing to tell you. Once you tell me whether it is, you've been looking into that or not. Yes, I have. I have done some things you could describe as magical rituals. No, that's cool. You you, know, know, we're not gonna. We can make fun of you. We can make fun of we can make fun of a million of the other things about you, but we're not gonna make fun of that shit because that shit like is stuff that like we've been more and more open into like talking about and also like just kind of like accepting as like uh people do this. You yeah. know, like I actually like I forgot to tell this to you, John. Um and maybe we'll get I'll tell you more after because I don't want to mention any names, you know, but like I actually have encountered someone who wanted to get into necromancy Jesus. and that's and, and that sounded a bit scary to me Why so? like, like 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 that's an art that's like fucking that's level fucking 100 right like that's some top tier shit right what did you say matt i asked why leo thought that was scary because I'm saying that's like that's some like level 100 shit. Like you're you got to be like a master to kind of get into that kind of stuff, don't you? Yeah, isn't necromancy by default bad because you're like trying to raise the dead? I mean, communicate with them, talking with the dead. That's literally like any sort of spirit communication. That's you know playing with a Ouija board. Okay. Okay. So there's, so there's different levels where it's not just like you raising a, the army of the dead, right? No, and, like, you know, if you want to get into, like, historical examples of it, like, it all sort of get, like, grouped under, what's the, not resurrection, but, like, necromancy, like, occurs a lot, like, just in the Bible and the Apocrypha and, like, lots of Yeah, oh, yeah. And it's literally just, you know, hiring a person to talk to the dead for you. One of my favorite examples, off the top of my head, I can't remember what book or chapter it's in, but, like, they go to the Cirrus to like talk to whatever guy from the student's past. Cause they want to know like info on some upcoming battle. And like when she brings the spirit forward to talk to him, he's like basically just pissed off that she was bothering him. It's like, why are you raising me up? I don't want to be here right now. <laughs> so, um, so, okay. So I, now I don't know the person Leo was talking to. So maybe they were saying it in a way, in a way that skeeved him out, you know, but like, so as far as you're concerned, like, Communication or attempted communication with the dead is kind of like bare bones uh, mysticism or. I mean, I'm not trying to like downplay the actual act of it. I'm just like trying to say like this whole, you know, view of it as this like super powerful evil thing. Like that's more like just the modern cultural like cartoon. You think it's getting a bad rap. Skeletor would be doing like not. actual like historical traditions of this see and and this this friend of mine who i still talk to you know she was telling me mostly that she was yes trying to communicate with the dead but in 
in my limited experience, but also in what I know, is if you open doors, man, sometimes you don't close all of them and bad stuff can seep through. You know, and then I'm saying that if somebody who is not at a, at a high level, I guess, of knowing what they're doing could potentially cause a lot of harm to themselves or this realm, right? I mean, that's, I absolutely agree with you on that. And like that in like sort of a related subject. And I think, I don't know if it was on an episode or just talked about with you guys before is like, yeah. that's basically my view of like a lot of just entheogens and hallucinogens like yeah these are incredibly potent tools that have so many spiritual and mystic implications but it's like yeah. you need to have that knowledge base and actual like framework behind all of it to know how to use this not just something you like take so you can sit on your couch and watch the matrix exactly exactly because like I, I don't know if you know this matt but like i think out of I don't know if it's become more popular, but definitely the idea of witchcraft and um, being openly known as a witch, uh, air quotes, has become a lot more mainstream lately than it has in the past. Like people are more open about people knowing about their tarot and like the green witch stuff, and you know, um, you know spiritualism and the crystals and all that like i i wonder if that does that cheap cheapen it for real no, 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 real people like I, matt no no I'm, I'm not even trying to say that because I, I don't want i don't want anyone to think they're some kind of a gatekeeper when it comes to that stuff because i just think that my, my point that i'm trying to make is that the more that people are getting into that stuff do do we have than like an opening for people to make more mistakes by being novices and trying to do some big time shit. That's what I mean. Hmm. You know, and, and I think that's like a real like like at least like to me, I think that's like a real issue is that the people that aren't trained or don't do the research could potentially do some really some real damage to themselves or to people around them through the use of, like, magic? I mean, I don't know if... I mean, this is kind of, like, just side note to the point you're talking about. I don't know if it's, like, become more, like, widespread in terms of, like, just the amount of people getting into these things, or if it's just that, like, the culture has finally become more accepting of all of this. Like, if you look back even to, like, you know, 90s, early 2000s, like seeing yeah. someone coming out saying they're a witch, like that's, you know, who they have for the joke episode on like Jerry Springer or something like sure. It's like a point of ridicule. Now it's like a totally common thing. Like for the longest time, like even just the term Wicca was like this, you know, something you would use as a punchline to say, oh, this person is crazy. And it's like, no, now like, yeah, it's just a regular you know, neo-pagan style religion. It's like, or not even organized religion, like just system of mysticism and everything. It's like, it's so much more just culturally accepting of these things now, as opposed to the past where like, even like the really recent past where it was just like looked at as a joke. Hmm. That's interesting. That's or interesting maybe. I, 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 I don't know if, 
I think you're, I think you are on the money, but I also think it's a little bit of, um, that, uh, people are now discovering it. More and more people are discovering it because of it being more accepting. I mean, like you can find like clothing brands that are dedicated to like, you know, the witchcraft imagery and all that shit. You know what I mean? Right. Well, you got to remember, too, that there's been generational shifts, you know, yes. because yeah. like we're no longer as shocking as this might be to us three. Like we're no longer the the, the kids, you know, mm. we're like this. This has been tripping me up. Festa, you're not you're not a lady. How old are you? I don't keep track. I know it's like middle to late 30s. <laughs> I fucking hate you. What year were you born in? Eighty <laughs> four. Uh, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so we're all like upper, older, the oldest version of millennials, you know, and like yeah. there's like three generations younger than us now, you know, and it's been tripping me out thinking about that lately. But, you know, and that's the thing is like what that's something we can't account for is is what how those kids are viewing the world and what they are getting into or not, you know. So that's it's hard to say whether it's so is it is it just more visible or is it actually a bigger change? I don't know. But uh, more like just, you know, maybe I'm just repeating myself here, but I think it's more like just the acceptance and the visibility of it. Like if you compare, you know, all of this witchcraft, spirituality, that kind of stuff to like just other aspects of like, you know, culture and whatnot, like compared to like, you know, just the more widespread acceptance of just non-heterosexuality is like there wasn't you know some magic shift in like the 80s where more gay dudes came out of the gay factory it's like they were already you know this part of the population it's just now they're not afraid to be themselves openly yeah. and uh what else can you tell me about the gay factory it's <laughs> <laughs> joking man i'm joking yeah i don't know it's interesting but i do like the idea that what if what if, okay, whatever the cause is, whatever the appearance is, there are a lot of people using occult techniques, whether they really understand them or not. Even like, even like yoga ladies who are doing the goop shit, you know? Uh, what if this amount of just like intention in the air is having an effect on like our physical reality? Like what if like the combined forces of like, you know, whatever it is, 50 million Americans, like all doing some version of reality altering witchcraft is stirring the pot, you know, enough to fucking like fuck shit up, you know, like what? why all of this stuff is overseen and kept in check by the Martian turtle people, which is what I was trying to get into in the first place. You know what sucks about that? Is I can picture the turtle people too, like 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 you said the turtle people, Martian turtle people. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know what they look like. Like that's a dope fucking species you created, man. Thank you. <laughs> <sighs> well, did man, we learn, did we learn anything today? No. Um. Well, actually, I think uh, I think uh, the, there was Matt did have a lot of interesting ideas about the cyclical nature of human existence. Yeah, you know, 
I think we and, all and, and and I obviously we learned that I obviously have a much higher and adventurous uh, idea of what Matt actually is than than what he truly is. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Here's the real thing with Festa. Uh-huh. Like even even us who know him best, even these two handsome podcast hosts who yes. cons- who constantly give him a platform to speak, like mm-hmm. <laughs> against you know, all better judgment. Yes, yeah, because yeah. we know that he's got you know we we can never crack this nut all the way. Like we've made strides, there's been progress, but we can never crack this nut. And I just feel that someday, soon when Matt is dead. Like, we got to get up in his house and we got to start going through his tomes and his grimoires. And that's I'm not doing that. I'm oh, not. I'm oh. not stepping a foot in that man's creepy fucking cave <laughs> or whatever nest he's got going on in his home. You know, I don't know what dark evil. Remember that doll? Fuck that shit. Oh my god. I, yeah, man. How how are things going with that haunted doll? Doll's good. She's still in the same corner I had her in before, but she's been wearing my uh, plague doctor mask. Oh, that actually probably helps with the creepiness. <laughs> like you don't want to have to look into her, the haunted doll's eyes. I mean, uh, I don't have anywhere else to keep the mask. <laughs> Shut the God damn it, Fessa! Oh, I hate you. <laughs> you and your dry sense, of, dry sense of humor. Uh, how often do you find yourself humping on that thing? Yeah. Less than you'd think, more than I should. Zingali, <laughs> are you there? Oh, I'm here. Uh, how you doing, Matt? I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. How it's your- nice to know that my kids will be general, so I'm proud of them already. Yeah, uh, dude. Right. And, I, and Leo, thank you for including me on that because you are 100 correct. Like, I, I don't, I don't go against Leo. You yeah. You better just make you better put those kids in sports or something. Keep them fit so they're ready for to serve Leo in the army. Like my two year old could probably already do that. He's a little bruiser. <laughs> there you go, man. There you go. So now Zingali, remember Festa doesn't have a soul or any emotions. Uh, yeah. Well, what was your, your what was your first experience with Festa like here tonight? Uh, tonight, I mean, he seemed pretty normal and down to earth. Then y'all started oh, wow. talking. About- then y'all started talking about necromancy. I was like, mm, okay, I kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of getting a peek into to what John and uh, and Leo know. But I thought Festa is like he's he's very well educated in on the topics he speaks about, unlike you guys. So that was refreshing. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong. You're not <laughs> no, wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'll like, like I'll be I'll be like just sleeping, and at three or four in the morning, whatever time this fucking ghoul is fucking up, he'll send me up. Well, this is the episode, and I gotta tell you, uh, I, I don't know, like the, something. He'll just like correct me on something yeah. that we did, and I'm just like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't. It's two in the morning. <laughs> I'm asleep. I have a job, and 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 you're up. Like like worrying about these things, but then like, but then it'll stick in my head for like two days, and I'll, and I'll finally answer him back. Just rent free up there, huh? He lives rent free. Matt, you are one of the few people who live rent free in my head, especially when you when you called me off for eating on the podcast. I was like, how dare that little shit <laughs> yeah. yell at me for eating Cheetos on my goddamn podcast? 
Yeah, I make that criticism. Then literally recording the next episode, you almost choke to death on the first thing you're trying to say. These are my choices that I've made. These are the choices that I've made. I, I like not to call you out, Leo, but you you brought it up. But yeah, Festa, like I heard about it from Leo. He's like, I can't believe he said that. And I'm like, he's fucking right. Why were you eating on the fucking podcast? <laughs> You're so salty about it. <laughs> it was the ASMR segment. Give him a break. Yeah, yeah there, you yeah. there you go. There you on go. the next episode, we're just gonna sit here and eat fucking apples really loud. <laughs> fucking do that mukbang shit. Yeah. Yes. On the, next episode, on the next episode, I'm just going to smack my dick with a fucking back scratcher. <laughs> that sounds very unpleasant. No shit. Just the way I like it. Uh, so, Matt uh, Zingali, do you have any yeah. questions for Festa that you think we would you'd like to follow up with, or anything we missed? I'm just curious why he stuck around so long. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, in, like in the friendship? Yeah. Yeah. I've tried abandoning them so many times. It's like a fungus. You just can't scrape it off. Dude, they're like, there have been like conventions that we've been at where we're just screaming from like row to row, just yeah. horrible things at each other. And the poor other like vendors <laughs> there, people, the artists there just staring at us like we're fucking like, like, like we're just these like, awful people i mean we are but like oh dude that was like uh, so why so another uh, question then matt like in reality like why do you think that like you and i have stuck around these guys for so long (laughs) you've heard you've heard the story about like how i met john and like my first run-in with him and like why anybody would want to associate with someone like that again let alone like for however over 20 years (laughs) we've known each other and be friends like are they mystical do they are they put here for a different reason do they have like something special about them why (laughs) why are we like i mean Leo will go on and on, like making all these, you know, cult leader stories about me. But these two are the ones with like the psychotically right? magnetic personalities. <laughs> like once you're exposed to them, you cannot pry them out of your life no matter what. Nope. Yeah, I think nope. you're right. Because like when I did this, they were doing seasons, right? Like, oh, could you help us out with this? Let's, I'm like, yeah, I'd love to help you out with the podcast. Like we do seasons, we take breaks and they're in fucking break man <laughs> no once once we roped roped you in and it was like now we'll never so stop we'll work now, his ass to fucking death now i'm really like i'm really confused and my reality is kind of crumbling now because i was right around the time of the pandemic so yeah. like the pandemic started then i started doing this like am i like is this just my hell this is your you're in the afterlife yes like you i just you... had a beetlejuice moment <laughs> fuck man <laughs> I lost yeah. my handbook. Caught the COVID that first week and died and have been living this nightmare ever since. Oh, no. That would That's explain not too a lot. Bad. At, least we're getting, uh, at, least, at least we're getting some W's in Fortnite, boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true measure of success. <laughs> yes, Festa. Maybe you'll have to join us, Festa, in Fortnite, man. We'll have to talk you into playing it instead of just your real-time strategy games or whatever bullshit fucking illustri- – what do they call those? The visual novels or from Japan that you play? I haven't played one of those for a couple months. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I know. Are you a fan of uh, Final Fantasy, Fessler? Oh, yeah. Did you play the remake or no? No, I haven't played the remake yet. I like – uh... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, so you're a, you're a fucking um... – 
PC guy, right? You don't do consoles, right? He's got a Switch. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, I, like that's the thing. I've mainly been gaming on my Switch right now. The only like PC gaming I can do is on my laptop, which is getting very old at this point and probably wouldn't be able to handle the uh, Seven remake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've let us all down, but you can play Fortnite on that Switch, so join up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, any other gaming recommendations, Festa? I will endlessly recommend the Banner Saga. It is one of the best games ever made. Is it RPG or something? Yeah. Is it what, what country is it from? It's from America. They're, I oh. think they're out of, yeah, Austin. Well, then fine. That's, that's one of like the more famous Kickstarters. They made a sequel and everything like that to that too, right? I'll look well, then, into it. Yeah. yeah, then I recommend it since it's American-made. I thought it was one of your China games, and I ain't having it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, it, it's been fun. I'm glad you dropped by. I'm actually really excited to listen to this episode and think more about all the fucked-up shit you were talking about, man. Thank you for having me on the Broken Reality Podcast. See, you just turned it on and off, this guy. Later, y'all. Later, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Broken Reality Podcast. Please support us on Patreon. You can find more about the show on Facebook and Twitter at Podcast Broken. Both John and Leo's art can be seen on Instagram at John Michael Lennon and at Real Leo Perez Art. All music provided by Angel Onafre and Neon Witch. Follow them on SoundCloud. I am Matt Festa, the calming voice coming to you from out of the endless unknowable.